Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet co-host of NPR's Morning Edition, Steve Inskeep, documentary producer Kate Winkler Dawson, and journalist William Wheeler. Go behind the mic with these experienced documentarians and hear what it was like to record their audiobooks. Plus, find out who has learned a lot about story structure from listening to children's audiobooks in the car. Enjoy. Hey, this is Steve Inskeep, author of Imperfect Union, how Jesse and John Fremont mapped the West, invented celebrity, and helped cause the Civil War. I wanted to explore an earlier moment in American history that reminded me of the history I'm living now. It's a time when America was growing and changing and fighting over its identity, fighting over race, fighting over immigration, the years of the 1840s and 50s. And two star players in all of those dramas were Jesse and John Charles Fremont, two of the most famous people of their time. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be joyful. I enjoyed experiencing this story again and trying to get it across. I realized that I had written a lot of things using 19th century names, using 19th century language, somewhat antiquated language, and also names that I had read in books but rarely if ever heard said aloud. And I had to learn how to say them aloud. And maybe my favorite name in that regard is Gutzon Borglum. Gutzon Borglum, who is the sculptor who created Mount Rushmore. But decades before that, one of his early works of art was a portrait of John Charles Fremont. What is great about this material, and other people will tell me if I succeeded in bringing it out, but what's great about the material is the words of the main characters, John and Jesse Fremont, their own words. They each wrote books. They each left behind a lot of words. Because Jesse helped John to write, there's sometimes a little doubt about whose words they are. But when you get a chance to explore someone's story through their own words and then check it against other sources and other facts, you begin to get a well-rounded picture of the person. There are a lot of figures in history whom we only know through other people. They didn't really leave behind that much of a written record in some cases. But in this case, it's right there. The Pakistani writer Mohsen Hamid has an amazing voice and an amazing delivery and would do great with this material, I suspect, and I think would bring another layer to it because he is familiar with a different culture that I think nevertheless would remind him of certain things in this narrative. So there's one. I would love to hear anything of mine read by the late Lauren Bacall. When I listen to an audiobook, it is commonly a children's book because we're driving somewhere a long way with kids in the car, and I learn as a writer from the way the storytelling of children's books is done. And so I can't even name the speaker But Pippi Longstocking is an awesome listen, an awesome listen. Little House on the Prairie is a great listen. And I know because I've heard it hundreds of times. 
The place to listen to an audiobook for me is on a long drive. Maybe it's even on a holiday. You're going to visit family. You're coming from visit family. You've got hours and hours on the road. There's not a lot to do. There's not a lot of news in the world. There's maybe not a lot on the radio. But the book is there as your companion. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. Of the many times John C. Fremont visited St. Louis, the most auspicious came in 1845. He was 32 years old, a United States Army captain with shoulder-length hair and a thoughtful expression. This is Kate Winkler Dawson. I wrote my book because I've always loved forensics, and my father was a law professor at the University of Texas for almost 40 years, and we always talked about forensics. What's wrong with it? What's right with it? How people become wrongfully convicted because of it? And I secretly wanted to work in forensics or go into law, and I ended up in journalism instead. So this is kind of the second best thing other than being a CSI is to be able to write about forensics. So this book has been just incredibly thrilling to research and write and put together. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be satisfying. It's been really incredible to hear my writing come to life. Written sentences sound really different than sentences that are spoken aloud. And so some of the phrases that I wrote are really awkward when I record them in the book, but I did the best I could. But my books tend to be really dramatic, so I had a great time really dramatizing some of the scenes, particularly when I'm talking about Heinrich and his background and his family, the tensions that he had with his best friend. I like kind of try not to go too over the top, but I really like adding energy. I realized I had trouble pronouncing anonymity, which I still have problems, and I will absolutely never put it in another book ever because I think we spent probably 10 minutes, rather we wasted 10 minutes, having me go over and over and over again how to say anonymity, and I still can't say it very well. I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear how excited this book makes me. You just don't get that from, you know, even a a prologue or an author's note in a written book. I think it really can only come through an audio book. You can hear my energy. You can hear my enthusiasm. I, you know, really am putting everything I am into this reading because this story to me is so exciting in the individual stories and sort of the narrative arc of the story. And so I really hope that comes across in this audiobook. The real life characters were so dynamic and complicated. And it's a little intimidating to try to present that in an audiobook, but I loved, loved the experience. So I'm super excited for listeners to hear that. If I wasn't going to record my own audiobook, I would loved to cast Adina Menzel because her voice is so incredible. And not just her singing voice, I think her speaking voice is amazing. And she would be really wonderful to listen to. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. His upper jawbone was massive, a long curved bone with nine tiny holes meant to hold his teeth. The remainder of his skeleton was blackened by a fairly large fire ignited by an anonymous killer.
Hi, this is William Wheeler, author of State of War, MS-13, and El Salvador's World of Violence. What inspired me to write this book was the fact that I'd been reporting on big migration movements around the globe, mostly in the Middle East, out of Libya, out of Syria, and I knew that we had something comparable brewing on our on our own southern border. And as I started to dig into it, I saw that it sort of told a whole history of U.S. foreign policy that was only becoming more and more relevant and central to the Trump presidency and then, you know, his re-election campaign for 2020, most likely. If I had to describe the process of recording my own audiobook, in one word I would describe it as humbling, because I had no idea how many quarbles and burbles come out of the human body in the course of a few hours trapped in a small cramped space. There were several words that I thought I knew how to pronounce and realized sieve is not sieve, vehemently is vehemently. Did I get that right? Yeah, there are a few others along the way that added to that sense of humility. If I hadn't read this myself, I think my dream narrator would have been Eric Jason Martin. He reads for Autumn, and he manages to pull off the requisite amount of gravitas for stories that have international import without inflating the drama. And he's just got a nice dry, almost cynical, or at least imbued with a lot of irony delivery at times. Last great audiobook I listened to was probably War by Sebastian Younger, just because, you know, he's got that rich, sort of swarthy voice, and it really has this resonance that captures the tone of his reporting. I listen to audiobooks kind of everything I do on the subway, at the gym. I live alone in this nice, beautiful, high-ceilinged apartment, and so I put it on when I'm cooking and kind of let, when I'm in the shower, I've got a little Bluetooth device that works in the bathroom. So it's sort of the constant companion to my daily shuffling. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. Alex Sanchez was seven years old in 1979 when he crossed the southern border of the United States along with his younger brother under the care of a coyote, a people smuggler. The start of the Civil War back home wouldn't come until the following year when a gunman would assassinate Archbishop Oscar Romero an outspoken critic of his government's ongoing campaign of torture and repression. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.